0: What up, everybody? Welcome back to episode eight of Empty Betters, presented by not the Calgary Flames puck line—that's for sure. Uh, that did not go as intended, but uh, we still had a good week last week. But I'm going to toss it off to my co-host right here, Nick.
1: What's up, guys? Uh, I've got some gripes. We're going to start off this one. I'm coming in hot. I'm fucking pissed at the Oilers, man. I don't know if any of you watched that game, but Harrison and I thought it was a good idea to put money on that game. And we had talked ourselves into it. We were texting each other back and forth. He's off at, you know, he's at a wedding in Wisconsin. I'm at my nephew's first birthday party on Long Island. Everything was going great. We were in great shape. And, you know, cage pulled, ready to go, ready to hit the puck line. And they hit the post once, rebound comes out, and they airmailed the puck completely by a yawning 4 by 6 So, I'm pissed off, and that's where we're at right now. So,
0: for those of you who don't know what Nick is referencing, uh, you know, we had the—I had the Caps puck line against the Rangers on Friday night, and we decided it would be a good idea to parlay that with the Oilers puck line. I can't remember who they were playing— Essentially, they were up two to one. We would have won a,
1: won a lot of money yeah. if that had hit. And
0: Connor McDavid, from inside the offensive zone, hit, hit, the, hit post. the post. And then the person who got the rebound missed the yawning cage that my six-year-old cousin could have made. So. And this
1: is like a puck that rebounded like a foot off the blue. And orange. it was flat. And I and was, was like, How do you not make flat?
0: that? <laughs> but, you know, that's why they call it gambling, yeah. not winning, as I always say. But
1: die by the empty cage.
0: We each had a Road Warrior segment uh, over the weekend. So, Nick, do you want to touch on what your time was like on Long Island?
1: Yeah, apparently on, not in. But yeah, I drove up. My girlfriend's family is from Long Island. So, we drove up for uh, her sister's baby's first birthday party. So, happy birthday, Cristiano. Uh, like, cutest fucking kid ever. It's just like, could be like a kid model if he wanted to, but, (laughs) uh, so it was great. They did like a whole pumpkin patch theme, like in her parents' backyard, which is gorgeous. Uh, you know, Instagram city. Exactly. Like, you know, pumpkins everywhere. They had like a little like farm, you know, produce stand, I guess is what you would call it for like the kids to paint pumpkins, do pumpkin things with. I don't really know what you do with them except for like pumpkin seeds and carve them. But, (laughs) uh, anyways, it was a ton of fun. Um. Got to go out to dinner with uh, her brother Michael and my girlfriend and anytime I go out to dinner with, you know, her brother or her brother-in-law or her dad, it's always an experience. I think it's what you and I would probably imagine what NHL team dinners are like, (laughs) but it's just with Italians. And, oh, that's even better or worse, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Fuck uh,
0: being the show. The New York right, Italians is where it's at. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, so, you know, by the time your entree gets there, after you've had every appetizer on the menu, you're on cocktail like five or six. So dinner's like a four and a half hour process and you will always be the last one in the restaurant. And I'm not complaining at all.
0: Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I actually was in Milwaukee uh, over the weekend for my girlfriend's sister's wedding. Congratulations. There's not a shot you're listening to this, and I won't name drop, but congratulations. Uh, What a town, man. I mean, little undercover Midwest city up over near the border, eh? Booze capital of the world, bud. Oh, so glad you touched on this. So Friday night, the first night we get there, we're in this huge beer hall. I mean, it looks like... uh, coliseum straight out of the movie 300 like it looks like where (laughs) people go to fucking die so we're in there and it's packed it's like a day drink on a saturday college game day or something i'm like what the room yeah basically (laughs) uh so we go and they've got this huge menu of all these local beers and i ended up going with lake michigan lager holy shit what a beer so crisp, so fresh. I'm not a beer connoisseur by any means. I'll drink the and shit like light no matter what. I'm not really into like IPA. Yeah, like right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not into like the IPAs or the fancy shit, but this looked smooth. And my God, after like 10 of them, I was like, I am living my best life right now.
1: Nice. That's a great like beer league hockey team name, the Lake Michigan (laughs) Lager. We need to do We're taking credit for that when that comes out. Oh, for sure.
0: So that was fun. And at the beer hall, I was introduced to Wisconsin's best snack. They are called cheese curds. And that's sad. Yeah. For those of you who are not familiar, it is literally a tater tot with melted cheese inside. They it was like a little jalapeno popper up there because they threw pepper jack inside of it. Oh my god! I think I had about forty of those. So I think I set the world record for most calories consumed in one hour up there. Just
1: smothered in ranch dressing, right? Smothered in
0: ranch and Lake Michigan lager, and you're set to go. So
1: just put it all in a blender and shoot it into my veins.
0: (laughs) So it was a good weekend. Uh, Everybody up there is real friendly and talks like this. Go pack. (laughs) Yeah, no, dude. Glad you mentioned it. Every. And I mean, every single person was wearing Packers gear. Even the clerk at the front desk of the hotel, she's wearing Packers. Gear. I'm like, you're not gonna wear like a suit or like right. a like, <laughs> fucking shirt. Like, <laughs> no, she's got her Aaron Rodgers jersey or a Brett Favre jersey. I'm like, oh my god, these people are nuts. But it was it's, a great time.
1: It's funny you say that. So o- over the summer, I was down in uh, Turks and Caicos with my family, and uh, I brought my girlfriend, and my brother brought his, and we're hanging out like on the beach, like in the in the ocean, uh, and my mom here's these like teenage girls next to us oh, like chatting and she goes over to them she's like are you guys canadian and they're like no we're from wisconsin <laughs> oh my god yeah
0: no they all talk like that we had an uber driver who was a blackhawks fan and i was like oh like what do you think of the the game and i can't remember their playing he goes oh like patty kane's gonna have a great one i was like holy shit like we are really far north but anyways i digress that was fun wedding was a blast uh had my first seven and seven at seven up and what's the Oof. what'd you say the li- Seagram seven? Yeah, holy shit, uh, that was amazing. Had a decent amount of those. I won't say how many. Um, was a really fun night. Uh, cool, you know. All in all, it was a cool place. It was nice to just be able to walk around and not worry about getting your face murdered. Exactly, because uh, everybody's really nice up there. Um, can't complain. Good weekend, uh, but we're back and we're gonna give you some hockey news. Come Definitely. Up so the biggest news since the last time we talked is the Devils have inked up Nico Hischier for a seven-year deal at 7.2 mil per. That will put him just over 50 million per at the end of the contract when he is. You ready for this? 27 years old.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, sounds pretty damn good if you're Nico.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who are saying this is a little bit of an overpay, myself included. Uh, I know you might feel a little differently. Do you want to touch on your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So just to play devil's advocate, I've heard, you know, a ton of people are saving, saying that this, they think this is an overpay where I tend to disagree a little bit is in terms of his 200 foot game. You know, he has, we've talked about this in the past. He has that first overall pick tag applied to him where everyone just assumes oh you're a superstar offensively you're going to go out and get me 40 45 tucks and you're going to be the face of my franchise he not going to be that guy he's an immensely talented player but he's not going to go out and get you 45 i think this is this is a deal that mainly consists around his 200 foot game uh they essentially are hoping down the road that he could develop into a Selkie candidate and be one of the best defensive forwards in the game. And I think that's kind of where they're looking right now.
0: And I totally agree with that. And, you know, to have a Stanley Cup contending team, you need a guy like this that has a solid 200-foot game that you can rely on and the penalty kill on the tough minutes playing against the other team's top line. However, uh, I think there is two-way talent. And then there is like superstar two-way talent, and Nico, I just don't think is a seven point two five per kind of guy. I think
1: I agree it's an overpay in that sense. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see, you know, where this goes for him and how his play develops over the next couple years. Uh, I know one thing we talked about before we started recording is how much of this is a ploy to keep Taylor Hall in New Jersey.
0: Oh, it's completely. I mean, it completely (laughs) is. I. What I will say about Nico is he's a really good player, and, yes, I would want him on my team, but I think they could have got his type of production and defensive awareness and maybe the high fives, low sixes. I would say Travis Zajac has com- a very comparable player Definitely. just ironically happens to be on his team. Yep. Great two-way player, but he can also play the puck offensively and he's a little more proven, I think. I mean, if he was in his 20s, I would pay him this much money. I agree. I think not Nico. he, he
1: sure's a little bit of a better skater than he is, but that could just be in terms of age. So
0: it, Yeah, it very well could be. All in all, you know, you got to pay the young guys more than what they're worth these days, so I understand it, and they're going to try to keep Taylor Hall. I totally get it. Um, I just think they could have gotten him at a little bit of a cheaper rate. Speaking of Devils' first overall picks, Jack Hughes netted his first goal against the Canucks in a 1-0 win. If you are a loyal listener, you know Nick had that as his Moneyline pick last week, so you're welcome. Ka-ching. Uh, he had a really nice shot off a beautiful Taylor Hall pass on the power play. pass. Ripped it top right corner right over the glove. Sick Sally. You could tell he finally got the monkey off of his back. Uh, you know, happy for Jack. Good old American boy. Hoping he does good. I mean, obviously within limits because they are in the Metro.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, But happy to see him get that goal, especially against his older brother.
1: Definitely. And it's nice, you know, uh, the parents were in the house, of course. Both your boys are playing. Um, I expect it's kind of hard for them to, you know, travel out to see Quinn play in Vancouver. But, I mean, two kids in the show. I mean... Put that dude out to stud. Seriously.
0: Strongest swimmers in the game. Holy shit. (laughs) I mean, what are the odds? I mean, the odds of that are insane. Oh,
1: I I don't even want to know what they are, but must be nice.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, with Jack getting his first goal, he's, I don't want to say silenced the critics because he still hasn't had a great start, but at least he's got that, you know, in his back pocket now. But there's been a lot of speculation about the play of Jack Hughes and Capocacco through their first couple of games. Uh, so the two of them combined have played 14 games so far this year, and they have combined for three points.
1: Everyone just kind of like kind of needs to chill the fuck out on this. Uh, they're 18 and 19 years old. I know they're you know picks one and two, and everyone's going to overanalyze that the same way they did it with Ovi and Crosby, you know, in 04, 05, 06, whenever that was. Yep. But they're children that are playing against men right now and pro athletes at the highest level. The last time these guys weren't playing in the NHL, they were playing in either the World Juniors or, you know, Kako was playing in Finland and Jack Hughes was playing for the U.S. development team where he's playing against kids his age. It's just, you know, relax, let them adjust to the game, and they're going to score a lot. Just it, relax.
0: Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I mean, if you look at Jack Hughes's face – He looks like a high schooler who's got a summer job at, like, a pool snack stand or something. I mean, he literally looks like a kid.
1: Like, it's going to be weird if they make the yoffs this year because he's not going to be able to grow a beard or a mustache at all.
0: (laughs) No, or maybe pubes at that (laughs) rate. But, uh, I mean, I was just telling Nick this earlier. I mean, this kid's 18. Just think, you know, most of our listeners are probably over 18. If you're not, you know, you'll just stay young forever. Uh, (laughs) But... Don't Imagine being 18 and going against Shea Weber and you're skating down the wing in this mutant of a human being who's a grizzly bear veteran who's been in the league for like 13 years is literally going to eat your face. Like that he,
1: guy can sneeze and grow a better mustache than you can, bud. No, like, he
0: literally t- – like, no joke, this guy takes shits bigger than Jack Holy Hughes. shit, he does. Yeah, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, or nice. Always pun intended. <laughs> always pun intended. Uh, but, yeah, Kako has one goal through six games and Hughes has one goal and one assist through eight I think the production will slowly pick up over the year, but this is not going to be a rookie season where they're like McDavid, Crosby, or Ovi just absolutely ripping up the NHL. I think I I would say a 50-point season in the 50s is where I would put them right now at the rate they're going. So, you know, it's completely respectable. Um, There's a lot of guys in the NHL who would kill to have 50-point seasons.
1: Definitely, and I think, you know, you make the point about, you know, McDavid, Crosby, or Ovi coming into the league and just breaking it open, and I think... Crosby and Ovi came into the league. Ovi was a man playing against men. I mean, yeah. he had the size and he had the skill. Crosby very quickly, as we saw, you know, turned into one of the league's most elite players. They sort of were game breakers. They changed the game. They really opened it up and amplified scoring, as did McDavid to a degree. Yeah. But the game has gotten so fast, and goal scoring is at an all-time high now where I don't think you're going to see either of these two as we've seen have like an immediate impact.
0: Yeah, no, I you I hit it on the nail. Like there's really not much more I want to say on that, so we'll get it going here. But uh you touched on O V and Crosby and those two teams, the Capitals and the Penguins are both off to pretty good starts. Do you have any input on the cap season so far, considering most of our fans are Caps listeners?
1: Yeah, as you know, love you guys. Uh, Fuck I've you, had guys. No, <laughs> shut up. I've had mixed emotions on the start to this season. So Second and third period of the opening game in St. Louis were fantastic. First period was dog shit. The way that this team has played in the next 4 or 5 games following that was atrocious in my opinion. The way they've played in the last 3 is significantly better. Defense has gotten a lot better. It started terribly I thought. Obviously there were some, you know, injuries there. Kempney's back that should help. Siegenthaler's hurt. We'll see how much, you know, that really affects them. But I like the way that the bottom six have really sort of pitched in for this team. I love the way Garnet Hathaway is playing. I like the way Brendan Leipzig is playing. Big guns, you're doing great. Oshie's leading the team in goals. I mean, if you don't have him on your fantasy team, you're an idiot at this point. Ovi's looking great. Looks like he hasn't aged at all. Backy's looking awesome. Holpe is, you know... He's had a little bit of a slow start, but he tends to do that, so I'm not worried. And then Sam Sonoff, I mean, potentially face of the franchise going forward, but, you know, in the cage. And I think he looks decent. And then I don't know how we're not talking about the fact that John Carlson is tied for the NHL points lead with Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. Tied with Connor McDavid for the NHL points lead as a defenseman, and not one person has said a thing about it. And we both know why.
0: Uh, he's American and he plays for an American team.
1: And he plays for the Caps. That's yeah. why. Because so, the NHL hates the Caps.
0: Well, rightfully so. I mean, why well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, but-
1: <laughs> when they love the Penguins and hates the Caps, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's actually crazy that nobody's talking about Carlson tied for the lead league with the greatest player in the world. I mean, this is an we're in a day and age where if a defenseman is that high up against a forward, I mean... You'll start hearing the outrageous comparisons to Bobby Orr, and this guy's revolutionizing the game. If this was Drew Dowdy, this would be all over oh the God. place. Oh, my God. And
1: then all the old people would get pissed off. They're like, oh, no, Bobby Orr with the greatest yeah. defenseman ever. But, you know.
0: No, I mean, John, what Carlson is doing, and I, you know, I'm a complete cap skater, but I said before the season, he's probably going to be a Norris candidate at the end of the year and at this rate like right now put
1: money on him now to win the norris because it looks like it's gonna happen
0: i don't want to say lock at barring injury but he looks pretty damn good and that power play looks awesome i awesome. mean he's his one timer is arguably just as good as Ovi's right now
1: i agree uh i texted uh my buddies we have like a caps group chat that we like bitch and complain about everything that's like so each other's dicks too yeah that too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, and I said Carlson's 1T should be option A on the power play, and Ovi's 1T should be option B right now.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, people are already shadowing O V on the penalty kill, as is. And to flip it on the other side, the Penguins have actually survived an injury bug that is rivaling swine flu of 2012. <laughs> uh, we have one of our star players out with a spider bite, Alex Kalchenyuk. Uh, he had an allergic reaction to a spider bite. No, he is not spitting webs out of his fingers and he cannot climb on walls, nor can he recover fast enough to save my penguins from this horrible injury bug that is affecting them right now, but they have stayed afloat. They are second in the Metropolitan behind the Caps with one, uh, less game played, I believe. Um, they have a Florida swing this week against the Lightning and the Panthers. Interested to see how that's going to work, uh, Gensel and Crosby, I mean, holy shit, they look amazing. Uh, Crystal Tang looks really good. Actually, Brian Dumoulin just got hurt last game, so he will not be on the Florida trip. Matt Murray has been, I would say, I, I'd give him a B, a, a grade of a B. He's been above average. He's done what he needs to do, but I'm still waiting for him to, you know, post a big shutout where we win a 1 or 2 nothing game and he steals it for us. So far, so good for the boys. Sam Lafferty looks great. uh, Rookie that Costa and Dieter were talking about that they played against uh, last episode. And Adam Johnson looks good. We've had guys from the A come up and step up and play big roles for us. Uh, You know, they're hungry for a spot. So I'm impressed with how the Penguins have done so far. And I am really excited to see how we look once we get our big guns back.
1: Definitely. You know what sucks is that the Caps and the Penguins don't play each other until February.
0: Oh, for real! Like, I know. Doesn't wow. that suck? Well, then we get them four times between February and April, which exactly. is going to be yeah. barn burners. Yeah,
1: wonder who set that up. Um, yeah, we'll have to go to
0: a game, do a little content piece. For it would that. be
1: great for us to go to a game. You know, obviously going to one in D.C. would be a little bit easier and more realistic, but and less fun. But yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> um, in other news, John Tavares has suffered a broken finger against the Capitals. He will be out for two to three weeks. Uh, Keep an eye on that as you are betting the Leafs over the course of the next month or so The Arizona Coyotes are looking pretty good They are currently on a three-game win streak Uh, I would keep an eye on them for money lines going here forward You can usually get them at pretty good odds Uh, If they're a home team and you get them at, at plus 130 or better I would say that's probably a very fair bet to do um, even as a road team. But they look good. Phil Castle's fine in his groove right now. Uh, you have anything else to touch on with the Yotes, even though Drammelsen's out? They look good?
1: No, they look really good. And I think the fact that Drammelsen is out could probably boost your odds a little bit. So if yeah. they continue to play this way, that could be a team to you know look to ride them going forward.
0: And speaking of riding them, Connor McDavid is absolutely Riding this hot streak that he is on, he has 17 points in eight games right now, and he is on pace for—and you're hearing me correctly when I say this—a hundred and eighty-eight points. That's Not that that's going to happen, but Jesus Christ! I mean, he is torturing the league. I mean, his—he's 23. He's in the absolute, absolute prime of his career. We are seeing. The fastest human being on skates, I think, ever.
1: It's scary to think that it could get better too, as he gets you know more acclimated to the league. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's his fifth year. You figure the guy. I mean, he's still got. This is at least. I mean, he's got another five years of pure dominance at his peak physical specimen. I mean, this guy is insane. Too. Yeah, I mean, this is just crazy. I've. This is complete domination. He's over two points per game. I mean, it's insane. He's gonna end up finishing the month of October at a two points per game. Rate, Jesus, which is would I mean? I, that's like Lemieux type shit back when like before he got Hodgkins. Yeah. Uh, or that
1: other guy that played for the Oilers in the eighties.
0: Uh, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a Gretz hater, but I do love Mario. Uh, but the Oilers look really good. Uh, not sure if this is a fluke or not. Stay tuned. We'll see. Not totally sold yet. Uh, Matthew Kachuk and Drew Dowdy still fucking hate each other.
1: That's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, it's Mark, great to watch. Mark Giordano
0: hmm. looked like he had a previous life in the WWE. Yeah. If you did not see the clip we posted on Instagram, please check that out. That is absolutely hilarious. This is a great rivalry. Kind of pissed the Kings ruined my parade. I was big on the Flames last week on Saturday night, as you all know from listening.
1: Yeah, it was a tough one.
0: Didn't work in my favor, but still finished the week positive, so I can't really complain that much.
1: Yeah, my week essentially nullified itself. I had one win, one loss, and one push, so... We're just, actu- yeah. yeah,
0: sorry to cut you off. We're actually going to break down the picks from last week. Yeah, go ahead and recap
1: those. You've got them in front of you.
0: So last week, for my picks, I had Flames puck line over the Kings. That did not hit... I had the Caps money line over the Rangers that did hit, and I had the Devils and Rangers over, and that hit. So I went 2-1 on the week. Nick had the Devils money line over the Canucks that hit. He had the Canucks versus Red Wings over. That was a push. The over-under was at six, and there were six goals exact. And he had the Stars puck line over the Blue Jackets, and that did not hit so nick went one one and one
1: and you heard it here first i'm officially done with the season for the dallas stars puck line
0: damn yeah um i mean they do not look good (laughs) they do not they really don't i don't know what their problem is it look i mean i don't think bishop has played too horrible but they're just not really getting any goal scoring speaking of the stars really interesting fact i don't want to dwell on this too long Tyler Sagan's house got hit by a tornado did you see that I know
1: what the hell was that
0: uh there was just a random fact that got on Instagram today his house that he was up for sale that was like 2.5 million Must be nice. the
1: walls in that house could talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> holy uh, shit yeah uh,
0: yeah we don't need to go on that any further actually uh if you've never seen "Pip my crib with Tyler Sagan go uh YouTube and it. it's actually really funny um but yeah, his house burned, we're almost burned down, so that kind of sucks, but at least he wasn't living in it. Yeah.
1: Um, he could probably buy like four more anyways, so. Yeah,
0: so don't want to touch on that too long. So let's jump into this week's picks. Nick, what do you got?
1: So my money line, I'm going to go with what I know, starting with the season, and that's I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes. They're against the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday. I believe that's a one o'clock start. Carolina's red hot, ride the storm. What about you?
0: So my money line pick is the Oilers over the Wild on Tuesday night. You're probably listening to this on Tuesday. Put your bet in now. I think the Oilers are going to have decent odds because it's in Minnesota, so you'll probably get them at a better ROI, return on investment, for you non-finance people. Uh, I think they'll – I don't know how heavy your favorites they'll be. They'll definitely be favored. I'm going to say – Minus 150 And I think that the rate McDavid's going at right now and with the wild Struggling I think they're going to get it done Uh, Who do you have as your puck line pick?
1: My puck line is going to be the Sabres At the Red Wings on Friday night The Sabres are red hot and as I've Mentioned before I don't mind a little puck line on the road It's going to make your odds a little bit better And I think just with the way that the Sabres have been playing compared to With the way the Red Wings have been playing I like the Sabres in this one
0: I have the Lightning puck line versus the Penguins on Wednesday night. The Penguins play Tuesday night against the Panthers, so they'll probably start Murray for that one. They'll probably get Jari and net on Wednesday, so they'll have their backup in. Our team is absolutely decimated. I do not know how much longer they can keep up the rate that they're at. I think the Lightning are going to take advantage of a tired team with a backup goalie in. I will not bet it because I refuse to bet games with the Penguins, but for all you Caps fans, be my guests. Pick against them. This is probably going to be okay. a win for the Lightning. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <all. laughs> uh, and I'll give you my over-under. I got the Red Wings versus Senators over on Wednesday night in Ottawa. I think the Red Wings are going to put up probably five goals. I'm going to say this is probably like a 5 tour or something of that nature. Uh, you'll probably get it at 6. If it goes to 6.5, still fucking take it. Who cares? Grow upset. Um, I got the over in that game. Usually,
1: yeah. in terms of our picks, that's probably the lock of the week. You think? I, I do. I
0: think when two bad teams get together, it usually tends to just kind of be like a eh, like a 4-3 or something like, like that. I
1: say that, but like Ottawa took it to Tampa. Red Wings are scoring like crazy, but they're not winning. So, you know, oh. it's got the great makings of two bad teams hitting an over.
0: Yeah, I agree. What do you got for your over-under?
1: So my over-under, um, I have yet to take an under this week, and I'm going to keep doing that. So my, I'm going to take the over for the Knights and the Hawks on Tuesday. I like um, that.
0: I really like that.
1: Going back to Hawks over, uh, I believe it's in Chicago. I think you're right. So these are two teams that obviously have a lot of offensive firepower, the way that the Knights play, the way that the Hawks play. I'm liking this one a lot. It's probably going to be set at 6.5, but I still like it a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's actually a really good pick. I could see that going over. I mean, fuck it, when the Blackhawks are in, I always say that.
1: Like, you could see this being like a 5-3 game.
0: Yeah, no, I totally could. Uh, And that will wrap up our picks for the week. We have been notified that we forgot our first, first, fourth liner segment last episode because we're bozos and uh, we're dumb. But we're back on it this week. My first liner, I am going to pick Jake Gensel. Uh, He's been on a tear lately, and he's getting a lot of power play time. Him and Sid have been tearing it up. I think that is a great pick if you're... You know, in fantasy or whatever, uh, FanDuel especially. I mean, this is more for the FanDuel players because all your fantasy players probably already have your draft done and nobody's probably going to trade this guy. But if you're playing FanDuel or um, what's the other one, DraftKings or something like that, this is probably a player that you want to pick up that won't cost you a ton of money towards your salary cap. Who do you have for your first liner?
1: So my first liner is going to be Eric Halla from the Carolina Hurricanes. This guy's got seven tucks already. Great pick. And he's getting a ton of PP time, so load this guy if you're doing like harrison said FanDuel, DraftKings, kings fantasy whatever grab this guy now i wouldn't imagine that many people would have him but this is a great pickup
0: no that's a really good point i really like that you actually killed it with that my fourth liner is going to be ryan getzlav the ducks have gotten off to a surprisingly good start this season but not in too much credit to getzlav he only has four points through nine games He has two goals and two assists, and two of his goals came in the first three games of the season. So as of late, he has not really been doing too much. Uh, I mean, he's a big household name, so people usually tend to gravitate towards him. But if you're going to pick someone on the Ducks, maybe go with one of the younger guys, because I don't think Getzelav is getting it done as of right now.
1: No, and I don't think he's going to get better anytime soon. Or his hair. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Um, My fourth liner is going to be Claude Giroux from the Philadelphia Flyers. He's got four points to start the season, but no tucks. I don't know. I just don't see this being a great season for Claude. Off to a little bit of a slow start, if you can call it that, probably. You know, he's a high-profile name because, obviously, he's the best player on the Flyers, Mm -hmm. according to a lot of people. But I just don't see him being that good of a fantasy, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever you want to call it, player.
0: So. I think he's going to turn it around quick. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will see if he, could, if he shuts Nick up by yeah. next episode. But you know, yeah. and,
1: you know, of course, now that I've said it, he probably will. But as of right now, probably not a guy you want to have in your lineup this week.
0: Yeah, so that'll do it for our gambling segment this week. Uh, happy gambling to you all. Hope I uh, always bet responsibly, and we are not responsible for you losing money. Uh, so, we actually have another interview this week on tap with Towson University player Matt Curtin. Uh, former teammate of mine from high school, he's played at a very high level in the past. He's played with the Hershey Bears junior team, he's played with the Flyers junior team, bought more skipjacks. He has a lot of uh, good insight on what it's like to grow up in Maryland and go on to play junior hockey, similar to Dieter and Casa story. So we are going to toss it off to Matt right now, and enjoy, guys. Enjoy. And we are now joined by my former teammate and current player on Towson University, Matt Curtin, welcome to the
2: podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. Glad to be here. Pleasure.
0: So, uh, Matt, you know, we just want to get our listeners up to speed with, you know, your hockey career and how it's all gone down so far. So if you don't mind, let's just touch from the beginning. You know, how did you get into hockey? You know, we talked last week with Ryan and Costa about kids from Baltimore playing hockey, and it's usually a little bit of a different story than, you know, people up north. So if you just want to touch on how you got started, where you've been, and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I'm actually a little bit different from uh, what Ryan and Costa said. I started a lot later than they did. I started skating in the fifth grade, um, just doing sticking and pucks and hockey basics uh, for a whole year, just kind of getting the feel for playing. Uh, and then the season after that was my sixth grade year when I started playing rec hockey and then started playing travel from then on. So I didn't get started until a little bit later.
0: So you're a lot like me because I didn't learn to skate until I was ten. I I played in like a like a Catholic floor hockey league, from I don't know like five to nine, and then I actually learned how to skate in like fifth grade.
1: Is that uh, where you found puckline Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: Um, so yeah, you know, tell me about like rec league. Like, did where did you what team did you play for? Where did you start? And then give me the story of the teams that you
2: went on. Yeah. So the first team I played for was the Harford North Stars. They play at Ice World in Abingdon, Maryland. Um... From there, I played two years, um, and then I moved to travel hockey, which was uh, in New York, Pennsylvania, same place as Ryan Ryan and Costa. Played on the team uh, a year below them. Uh, played there for two seasons, and then I decided to make the jump to AAA, where I played two seasons in Hershey for the Hershey Bears, two uh, one year in Philly for the Philadelphia Junior Flyers, and then one year with. Double-A with the Delaware Ducks, and then I went to the Skipjacks. So I was a bit of a suitcase for a little bit, Damn. but so I, I around a bit.
0: I, yeah, uh, no, you did. I, so I remember all of the travel teams that you just listed from when we played in high school. So, you know, I remember when you made the jump to the Bears and you were with McElwee Lips. Uh, good old yeah, lips. good old Lips. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like that was probably the... I don't want to say peak, but that's when you were playing hockey the most and you were getting the most competitive. I would I mean, you can you would know better than me, but I just I just remember like it would, the guys would come and the locker would be 7 days a week, tournaments up in Boston, coming back to play, you know, an overnight here. It's just like, you know, was that would you consider that your peak when yeah. you were playing?
2: Yeah, definitely. We um, you know, that was when we also were playing in high school together and we would have high school practice after school and then from there I would get picked up from my dad and he would drive us to f- either Hershey or Philly, and I would have to take my gear off and then put it back on in the car, and it was soaking wet, and it oh, just God. was... Yeah, it's, that's the worst. Yeah. So...
0: I mean, what out of those teams that you just listed, you know, what would you say was the most fun that you had? Like, which team? Out of the travel ones, that is.
2: It's tough. I mean, it. I, I would... I would have to go with the Junior Flyers because that league I played in that year, the, the Tier 1 Elite Hockey League, was was a sick league. I mean, yeah. you had Bell Tire in there, Compuware, um, Junior Blues, um, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Knights. I mean, they, they the best players in the in the nation were playing in this league. And on the weekends, I would go and, and play them, and it was fun. It was fun to go see them and just watch the scouts watching games against the better teams. And
0: right. it was a good time. So, you know, you're playing in Hershey and, you know, you're playing on our high school team. So what was like the coolest tournament that you would say you were a part of? Because I remember just all the weekends, like especially near the holidays, there would be times where guys would actually have to skip high school practice because they were out of town for games. I know you and Lips
2: had that happen a couple of times. Yeah. So the coolest one that we played in was probably up in Canada, actually, in, um, Drummondville. It was at sick. a in Quebec. Uh, yep. It yeah. was uh, at the I guess what would that be? The QMJHL. Yes. Yeah. It was at whatever team that was. Their uh, home rank. So we played all the games there. It was a nice old old time barn, but it had seats and stuff. And um, we made it pretty far in that tournament. Um, and it, we just had a blast. And yeah, that was the first time I've ever been to Canada. So it was a cool sick. experience. Yeah, we drove up there all together. And how long did the drive? Uh, it's probably over 10 hours Jesus, I mean, 10. my mom I gotta give my mom some credit there she made the drive on her own wow, yep. so wow Quebec, right? so yeah so you're up in Quebec right obviously yeah you know tell us what that's,
0: what that's like because I'm dying to go to Quebec nobody is it all French are the girls as hot as people say they are like <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I mean it was you know it was uh it was cold it was a lot of, a lot of snow uh I'll tell you the place I was at there wasn't too much um you know we didn't do too too much but it was it wasn't the best Canadian experience. It was just uh, I gotcha. some yeah. smaller city. But it was okay. fun. Is it wasn't your- right inside of Quebec, it was right outside.
0: Is that your only tournament experience in Canada, or did you have anything else? Yep,
2: yeah, that's the only time I've been to Canada.
0: Okay. So then you move over to Flyers. How old were you when you did that? I I don't even know if we were on the same team when that happened. I, I can't yeah, recall. Yeah, so
2: that was my junior year. So, yes, we were. Okay. Right? That was your senior year. I remember your helmet, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I remember that come out and practice maybe once or something. Yeah,
2: maybe. Um. So, but, yeah, so that was my junior year, mm-hmm. and um, we would practice three times a week. So, I actually Jesus. would have to drive up to wow. Philly three times a week, yeah, Holy and uh, then twice on the weekends. It was – that was a tough year, but it was it was fun. It was a good decision, but it was – it was a big commitment.
0: I mean, you know, was, I don't want to say, was it worth it, but like, what kind of, what kind of role did you have on that team? Like, were you getting big minutes? Were you grinding it out? Like how'd that all go down? Cause like you said, you're playing with some of the best players in the nation. I mean, it's.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, my coach actually from Hershey, his name was Tony Horacek. He coached me in my first year at Hershey and uh, he liked me a lot. And then he uh, got moved uh to the Junior Flyers they wanted him to coach there so he moved and then his second year he asked me to come play with them um so he he liked my style of play he thought that I would fit well uh on their team I was a, I was like a second line uh forward for them but we we for the most part of the year we only had three lines i remember that year so a lot of the right. forwards were playing a lot of the games it wasn't yeah. you know all 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 three lines were were contributing so it was it was a fun year um And, you know, I I miss those guys on that team. I haven't talked to them in a while. They're all from around the Philly area. But I've seen a few of them playing for Towson now. A couple of them play for uh, Westchester. So it's good seeing them. Nice. No, that's
0: cool. And then after that, you go to Skipjacks, which is, you know, around here that a lot of people know what that team is. Do you just want to touch on your experience there, um, how long you were there for, your coach, et cetera, et cetera?
2: Yeah, so the Skipjacks was awesome. That was basically like a junior year of hockey for me, except it was U18. But uh, I was graduated from from high school. Uh, I took a year off, so I just played hockey. And, uh, I mean, it was a time, you know, we practiced – uh tuesdays and thursdays in the mornings i think and then we had nothing the rest of the day so we just would hang out you know a couple kids billeted so we would just go back to the billets houses and just you know have a time what
0: was was your billet family like i mean i
2: well so i lived at home because uh my house was only like an hour from piney but i had yeah yeah, i had a good good friend of mine um from a previous team who who was staying with me so he was like my billet billet brother for the year we drove to practice and, and stuff together which was cool um, but the billets for the team were great. You know, they they let us do whatever we wanted. They knew that we were just young hockey players, you know, exactly. trying to play in college, yeah. and they, you know, it, it was fun. We were, we were lucky because we had some good billets that, that took care of us but also let us have a good time.
1: For those listeners that don't know, a billet family is essentially a family that will let you stay with them while you're playing, juniors or, you know, what have you. They'll basically, you know, either rent a room to you or they'll let you stay at their house, uh, and support you while you're, uh, trying to make your way.
0: It's basically like college dorm life, but with an actual family and hopefully a mom that can cook for you. Exactly. Um, so, you know, we go to a college prep school where education is like hammered home and, you know, they fucking have days where kids wear like t-shirts of colleges they're going to. (laughs) So Dieter and Costa, uh, mentioned this on the last episode. So what was it like, you know, especially in Baltimore, when you're telling kids, hey, I'm not going to school. I'm playing junior hockey. Like, do you just want to touch on what, like, did people kind of look at you like you were weird? Did, were, was your advisor like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Or just, was
1: that, like, the greatest pickup line ever? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and before
0: you start, like, this is, around here, this is really uncommon. Like, this isn't something that is, that most people know about. I mean, this is kind of out of left field for the most part. For so, sure. you just want to touch on how you handled that situation?
2: Yeah, um, so I, you know... Really didn't know what to say to people. Uh, I kind of had different different approaches with with every person, but I told them that I was just taking a year off um, trying to get ready for for college, but also trying to play college hockey and trying to explain to them the junior process. Right. Uh, my my college advisor actually called me in one day and and this was in the process of applying for schools, and I knew that I was going to play hockey, so you know I wasn't really too interested or focused on on what he had to say and he plugged in all my, um, all my, you know,
0: like scores. Yeah, scores and, and
2: what, you know, whatever it was. Trying to f- figure out what school was best for me, and 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 I told him I wanted to play college hockey, so. A um, bunch, of sc- the schools that came up were a bunch of like SEC um, <laughs> club teams, like Kentucky. He was like, Kentucky would be great. He's like, you could get in there with your test scores, and they got a hockey team. And I'm just looking at him like, buddy, I'm not going to Kentucky. <laughs> right. I can promise you that. You know, I'm going to play juniors that are and and we'll see from there. But I will not be going and playing Kentucky oh, that's hockey. Too so, good. a lot of them didn't really understand. Um, juniors they didn't you know understand college hockey because it's not that big but um you know they all they all understood taking taking time to get to college take that gap year and really you know yeah allow yourself to mature which i did and um it was a great decision best decision i made
0: yeah no absolutely so you kind of just walked us through your almost walk of life but for hockey just now so you know out of all your experiences what would you say is like the coolest moment in your career whether it's where, some, where cool that you played or a big goal that you scored or someone you played against, like, just talk about, like, what would you say was, like, wow, like I really am not going to take this one for granted.
2: Yeah, that's tough. I, uh, I've i had so many good good moments with hockey and, you know, all these teams I've played for. I've traveled a bunch and, um, you know, they talked about it in the last show, but playing up in Lake Placid is a pretty pretty great uh, Fuck yeah. opportunity. Damn. I actually, when I was up there um, – I don't know if I was nervous or what, but in warm-ups, I actually threw up on the ice of uh, the shit. 1980 rank. Yeah, a little Damn. bit embarrassing, but I uh, <laughs> we'll left my there, left my mark on the ice. <laughs> they had to bring the zamboni out and uh, clean really it dude. all up. That's awesome. But um, yeah, it was good. I mean, like I, you know, I'm trying to pinpoint, but some of these tournaments I've been at and just seeing, you know, who who's there and. Some of the kids that are playing in the show now that we're on teams that are playing, and the you know the thirty scouts that are up in the stands watching them, and I'm just like Jesus, you know, this is. Right. You take a second and think about what you know what you're doing and who you're playing against and just who's you know who's there watching, and it's like this is surreal, you know. So very fortunate to have had those opportunities in my life.
0: No, yeah, I, there's a lot of kids who haven't, and you know, being able to travel and play in cool tournaments and cool arenas like that is something that a lot of people don't get to experience. I mean, I said it last episode, but, you know, you and I, we played where the Flyers play. I mean, how many people can say that? Like an actual NHL arena. Like, it's it's not like you're going to the Giants Center and playing at Hershey. Like, you're actually playing in a real
2: NHL arena. Yeah, you know, I actually was sick for that game. I actually, I either oh had a God, concussion or I was sick, hurt. but sorry, uh, yeah. I missed that. It's all right. I mean, I, I played at uh, anyway. a okay. couple. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it was uh, tough. I remember I uh, – I wanted to go to that one bad, and I don't remember why I couldn't, but that was that was a fun one for the boys. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought that up. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I feel like an absolute <laughs> jerk. Um, so,
0: you know, you've talked about how there were scouts and stands at tournaments you've been in and just, you know, some of the players you've played against. So who would you say is the best player that you've played with
2: or against? So um, my sophomore year when I was playing for Hershey um, – the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights had a bunch of Russian guys on their team and some other uh, um, foreign players. But two two that are actually now playing in the NHL. One is uh, Daniel Sprong, and the other one is Ivan Provarov. Jesus, uh, Christ. Yep. Ever heard of them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they were uh, that team was disgusting. They were. Uh, I was actually lo- trying to look up some stats today, and they so that that year they went and they won the national championship. Played, you know, all the top teams beat them. Uh, and that kid and Sprong had in the championship uh in the, in six games he had 15 points and in and Provorov in six games on defense had 11 points so you know Fuck those guys and i mean it, the whole entire team was just filled of kids that were way too quick way too skilled to be playing out there against us i think they beat us by 10 3 times that year wow so it was um in the moment you know it was like geez, these kids are really freaking good and then to see where they're at now and, and see that they're playing. I mean, Provorov's playing tonight for the Flyers. So, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, crazy to think that, wow, that he just you know, signed they up. really were that good.
0: Yeah, he signed a pretty new deal just now, too. Oh, right? yeah. summer, We talked yeah. about it when we did the division Definitely. preview. So, Sprong, right? I, he was a, I want to say, I don't know if he was a first round pick. I think he might have been for the Penguins in, ah, uh, I'm going to fuck this up. Maybe 20 thirteen or fourteen. He's out in Anaheim now, right? He's out in Anaheim. He, yeah. So they traded for Marcus Patterson and That's traded right. him over. This kid has got insane talent. I mean he's got he's can skate like the wind. He's got great hands. We might actually have to throw up a training video that I saw of him over the summer on the Instagram page. Yeah, that was sick. It's not that he he's I think he's on the fourth line or third line for the ducks. He's got first line talent. It's just one of those situations where it's like he hasn't established that two way game yet to fit into the NHL, but yeah, he needs I to mean, adjust. Holy Nothing shit! If he, I mean, he can easily be a twenty goal guy. I mean, and Provorov, you don't need that. Yeah. He's yeah. disgusting. I mean, he's the best defenseman for the Flyers.
2: Like, for sure, it's not like he played like against a second pairing D guy. Like, he is the guy. No, yeah, he he was uh, he was very special. He was hard to play against, and and that whole team was not fun to play against. So
1: I remember the first time I watched him play when he was in junior, and I was just like. This kid could play forward and probably be just as damn good if he wanted to.
0: How
2: big was he? Like I think he's a pretty big guy. Yeah, you know, thinking back, um they had they had so many big guys on that team that it was hard to pinpoint exactly right. who he was. But then when I, I saw a clip from that season, I was like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, him. That so he sense. he was yeah, he was definitely one of the bigger guys on the ice, but like I said, they had uh, four or five guys like that on that team. It was, it was intimidating. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, those are first round talents. That's, mm-hmm. that's definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, talking about those two guys, young guys in the NHL today that are making an impact, uh, who is your favorite NHL player and who do you try to model your game after?
2: So my favorite NHL player has got to be Ovi. Yeah. I, mean, I figured that was in You know, Yeah, he's the best. just Every time that guy scores a goal, I'm going crazy like it's his first one. He's just so fun to watch. Um, But in terms of playing, uh, I think about a guy like uh, Chris Kreider, uh, someone that's got a hard shot, skates hard.
0: I'm going to cut you off. So I gave Dieter and Costa the players that I thought they played like last week because, you know, I was being a nerd and why not. And I was thinking about this at my desk at work today as I'm hungover as shit coming in from Milwaukee last night. And I'm like, who does Matt play like? I kid shit you not on the money. I said Chris Kreider, and you want to know why? Because you are a fairly big kid. You could truck kids. Mm-hmm. You, I remember you would be able to go on the wall and beat guys wide, and you could dip your shoulder and you could get physical and you could still body your way to the nut. and you have a fucking cannon of a shot. I just remember you like in the and like you know. Uh, practice playing on first power play. And it's just Curtin just absolutely ripping like <laughs> fucking Geno's from the right uh. circle. And poor, you know, I'm like on the panic like Jesus Christ, do I really have to do this right now? Maybe a little but, uh,
1: Jacob Vrana in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I but has you-
0: <laughs> got a cannon. He's a big body. He can buy his way to the net, and he's fast as shit. I swear to God, yeah. I I was thinking that. Today at work, it's yeah. really funny you say. Yeah, that. no, I,
2: I was uh, wondering who you had for me, but I think m- one time a coach told me that he said, you know, try and play like that, and I thought, you know what, that's perfect because that guy, he's got a great shot and he just is a beast Lovely on the ice. He, plays, he can too. drop he's people, doing so something right? that's what I try and do. That's but... so
0: funny that you say that because yeah. I literally was thinking that at work.
2: Yeah, just a gritty forward that likes to. Yeah, you're just Rip a better. Ver- you're just a better version of. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Score <sucks>. a couple- <laughs> Yeah, fuck
0: the Raiders. Score a couple more goals in him too so you know in your career you talk about your mom driving you all the way up to quebec and you know your parents taking you to philly you know three times a night so there's obviously they've had a huge impact on your career but is there anyone else that you think that has given you you know a real boost in your career that's helped you be as successful as you are i mean obviously your parents but is there someone else that you would you know want to thank or something of sorts
2: yeah i mean i would say all my coaches have have had an impact on me but um you know probably the biggest one uh, you know and it's funny I say this but he's my coach now Ed Slusher and uh, the reason I say that is because he taught me how to play um, and he you know every summer I was kind of skating with him and um, he's just sort of always been that coach that's like been there that if I needed to talk to or just sort of I see him around he's Talking to me and stuff, so I guess he would have the biggest impact because well, one, he taught me how to skate, and two, he's right. just a good guy. So on I like I like to yeah, mess okay. with him a lot, but uh, he's a good guy.
0: Head coach of Towson University, Ed Slusher. Yeah, he's as well. Come on, bud. Yeah, please get on the podcast. Yeah. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, like you know, we talked about last week. Like guys have had coaches that have helped them skate since they were a kid. So, you know, we can definitely see where you would come in with that. And like you mentioned in the summers, if you needed to work on something, you could – your home rink is Ice World. I know he's always up there. Oh, he lives there. Yeah. I don't think he leaves. Is that (laughs) – he sleeps himself there. Yeah, he might. So, you know, just to kind of tie things all together, what – and we just talked about the Chris Crowder comparison. What would you say is a strength of yours that separates you from other players? I mean, I would say your shot is – Barring Jack Brust, because I've never seen someone shoot like that. Granted, he's also like you know a lot, one of the bigger kids who played. But you know, I think your shot is just insane. Probably the hardest shot I saw when I was playing. But what do you think?
2: Yeah, I would. I would probably say the same thing. Uh, I just, you know, I've always liked shooting the puck. Um, when I first, you know, when I first started playing, I was a big, you know, I had an um, unfinished basement, so I'd always roller skate in the summers in my basement nice. pretty much all day and had go. a net down there, I would just rip, you know, roller hockey pucks, and that's Kind of how I just got a good shot, I would say, is I just was down there all all day in the summers and just ripping, and there was this pipe down there that would break when I would hit it, and I would just shoot at it until it kept breaking, because I was like, all right, my shot's getting harder, so I was that. like, keep hitting this, and my dad would be like, don't break this, don't break this, but I was like, you know what, screw it. Like It, it makes me feel good about, you know, so it's <laughs> yeah, it like, but it's like, just... God damn it, we need yeah. a plumber! <laughs> he said, he was like, you know what, probably 20 years down the road, that's going to hurt my pockets a little bit, but... It's all right for now. I was like, yeah, well. I was it. too young to. So you know, you're talking
0: about the cannon that you got. So Nick's gonna fire off a couple questions at you here shortly. But you know, favorite curve, favorite stick, flex. Ooh, like good I, question. I remember you yeah. were always yeah. rotating through that sticks. Is good. Let's
1: get nerdy. Yeah, out. do you have yeah. a favorite? Yeah. Um, yeah. Lately,
2: lately I've been liking the uh, the one X vapors. Um, the uh, yeah, they've came out. I've had like three different ones, but I could care less which one. Those are just. I don't know what it is about them, but I just really like the way they feel. Is that Um, a low kick? Yeah, honestly, I don't even know. But it might be um, the P92 curve, the Backstrom curve. Yes, that's Uh, my all-time favorite. What's it? Ovechkin, Backstrom. You know, it's had like four different names. But you're always shooting high. So Yeah, no, can't shoot low. (laughs) Can't shoot low. Got to shoot to score.
0: Nick, you want to get off your – Firing segment.
1: Yeah, I have um, I have a supreme twig with uh, the okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Love. Bauer just got to yep. be Bauer. Exactly.
2: Um. All right. So, what is the best chirp you've ever heard? You know, I was thinking about this today, and I couldn't, I couldn't think of one specifically. But um, I will say that the guy they referenced last week, Simpson, he was a very, very good chirper, and um, another kid I played with in Hershey was a backup goalie, and he was just your typical you know, ride the bench and just That's what you destroy kids. Oh, I yeah. mean, the yeah. defenseman would be right in front of him and he would just lay into him. And I Good. would just – I would be dying on the bench. <laughs> it was – it was. I can't remember – I can't think of any specific ones because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the best jerper. I would just kind of, you know, tell a guy to go fuck himself or something like that. Yeah, but, it's simple, right? Yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, it, it, we called him Panther. He was yeah. – oh, man, he was ruthless. Give him a name drop. Give him a shout-out. Yeah, hey, Joey Hacker. I don't know if you're listening here, but, you know <laughs> – Come you were the man. Is. I <laughs> love it when you see like
1: the backup tendy or someone just lean over the bench and like he just like eyes the guy up and down and finds one thing to just ruin the oh, game. Well. The whole game. I so mean, funny. they've
0: got the bill of their hat like real low. You can't yeah. see their eyes but you just see them like mumbling in their yep, mouth and you're like exactly. you know they're saying something bad. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right, you got Um
1: going. white tape or black tape? White. White all the way. Uh fishbowl or cage? Ooh, You've rotated. I have
2: done both. Um I <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really uh, – indifferent. Uh, right now, cage, but okay. um, ball works too, as long as it doesn't fog up on you.
1: Do you have any weird hockey superstitions?
2: <sighs> no, not really. I've done – you know, I've tried to, I guess, but nothing really ever stuck on, so I've just kind of – Are there any weird ones that you've ever seen teammates do before where you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> hey – not that I can think off off the top of my head, but there definitely were some. Yeah, you know, there's definitely some weird hockey. High- oh, probably a goalie somewhere <laughs> along the line. Always a goalie. Fucking weird, man. Yeah.
1: Um. Who wins the cup this year? Oh, who wins the cup?
2: I mean, I want the Caps to win, but of there's some good teams this year. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a dogfight. Um. You know, some teams are starting off hot here. The Avs. Um, who else hasn't uh the, the hurricanes the i mean oilers the hurricanes the terms. oilers the hurricanes i mean i hate the hurricanes after Same. last year Fuck. but they got a little bit of a wagon going on over there so you a cup
0: finals prediction yeah <sighs> cup finals just prediction. off the top of your head Off you the spot. top of
2: my head i'm going to have to go with the caps because i love them and yeah, out it. of the west we'll go with the avs okay I'll yeah like i it. think yeah. that's a pretty yeah. popular yeah. one so yeah yeah I, the avs yeah you know i no one can hate on that yeah i mean i I don't want to – you know, I'm a big fade-the-public guy, but I'll, I'll go with the app on this one. <laughs> sure. I love that.
1: love that. Um, if you had to pick your, fam- like, favorite NHL player, they don't have to be playing now, uh, who's, like – I know we already talked about your current one, so who's, like, your favorite all-time, you know,
2: NHL player? Oh, it's still got to be Ovi. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he plays until he breaks the record. I you know? was, and that was going to be my next <laughs> question. Yeah, that I beat 99's record? I, you know, it's going to be tough. I, I don't know if he – I don't know if he is too concerned about it. I think that, but I
1: know like a part of him is
2: like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think he can do it. It's, I, I think, think he it's can a matter it of if he wants to do it.
1: Yeah. He just has to keep playing, in my like, in my opinion, he just mm-hmm. has to, like keep playing that long. But I feel like every time they talk about it, I like break out like a pad of paper and like a calculator, yeah. and I start to do the oh math. God, I'm yeah. like, okay, four more seasons at this many, five more at that many. I'm quitting and... this podcast. Yeah, I <laughs> just actually
2: uh, was doing some franchise mode on uh, NHL 20, nice. and I did it with the Caps, and I just broke the record with Ovi nice. for most goals all time. Had to. So right, it done. can I'm be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can <laughs> be. Oh, he's got to put up 71. Right, <laughs> he
0: will. Uh, Nick, you got anything else for Matt? No, I, I think, think we that's got it. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Good luck the yeah. rest of the season with Towson uh, We'll be rooting for you guys. We're gonna try to get out to a game. Maybe do like a little—I co- don't want to say content piece because that makes us sound like we're celebrities and we're not. No, but. but I'd love
1: to throw microphones in your face right after you get off the ice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I
2: think we it's would really love really to have cool. you guys yeah. there. I think uh, you know this podcast is a really cool thing. I'm a regular listener, Good and uh, yeah. Be sure to come to the tailgate on, uh, what's there that, November 3rd? Yes, yeah. just two, two weeks, baby. Yeah, if you guys Can't are wait. at the Ravens-Patriots uh, game, come by the tailgate. I'll yeah. be there.
0: Awesome. Matt, thank you so much again. Yeah, hey, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. Thank you, Matt, for coming on. We had a blast, and it was good seeing you. I haven't, a lot of these guys I uh, haven't seen in quite a bit and have a lot of good memories with them, so, you know, it's just – it's great that we all kind of still live close and can catch up like this so i just want to say thank you to him uh hopefully you guys enjoyed that and good luck to the towson team the rest of the season rooting for you guys and nick we might have to make it to a game and do a little segment yeah
1: i think at this point you know after having all these guys on we should definitely get out to a game and either do some video audio what have you do something at yeah, the yeah
0: i think that would be cool uh speaking of audio and video at games Reminder, as Matt mentioned, we are going to be at M&T Bank Stadium for the Ravens-Patriots game on November 3rd. We are now two weeks away. We have a lot of good surprises for you guys. It's going to be a hell of a time. Uh, we're going to have plenty of alcohol there, so come through. Uh, if you want an invite to the Facebook event, just DM empty betters or me and Nick or whatever. Uh, you, don't, you are not going to want to miss this, and we will also have an opportunity for you to donate to the – ACS Foundation. Uh, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, we are doing a fundraiser for American Cancer Society. All proceeds are going to the ACS Foundation. And with your entry, you will have a chance to win a free hockey jersey on the Empty Betters Crew. We will be buying that for whoever the winner is. Uh, essentially, at the end of the month of November, we will go Instagram Live or Instagram Story or whatever. Uh, put on an Excel spreadsheet and just hit the random function, and cut the pitter patter and get at her and get at her, bud. Yeah, so yeah, so uh,
1: donate. I mean, it's for a good cause, as we've said a thousand times. It's a cause we care a lot about. Yes. Uh, and please come to the tailgate. It's going to be a lot of fun to hang out with you guys. Probably going to do some live stuff from the tailgate, so you don't want to miss that. Your chance to get on the air, talk to us about how you know what you think about how the NHL has started this season. And, you know, just to interact with you guys some more. So we're looking forward to it.
0: And we have a lot of good surprises there. So you really aren't going to want to miss that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll see what we're talking about. So anyways, guys, uh, that's a wrap for Episode 8. Crazy that we've been doing this for two months. Uh, I just want to say, you know, this is great. This is the highlight of our week. Uh, We really enjoy doing this. The feedback is always awesome. Uh, Our listeners, we love you guys. Uh, You know, we're just trying to get this thing still growing. I mean, we've... We continue to grow our subscriber and listener account with every episode.
1: It's the best part and it's crazy that the best day of my week is a Monday, but you know, I love doing this and I will continue to do this. No matter how many people listen, but I love the fact that more and more of you are tuning in every week
0: And shout out to whoever's in the Czech Republic who's been listening to this Seriously, I love you
1: (laughs) So we get episode analytics We can see like where people are listening from and there are like four streams from the Czech Republic So if you are listening overseas, like thank you so much. (laughs) And I also
0: want to thank the fellow New Yorkers I love you guys. I mean, I hate you guys, but it's a (laughs) love-hate relationship So I still love you guys and to our Canadians This is awesome. I mean, it's kind of cool. How are you now? Good (laughs) and you? Oh, not so bad. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So uh, that's a wrap for episode eight. And without further ado.
1: Class dismissed.